Good morning, brothers and sisters. Uh, I'm so glad you joined me for home worship today. And uh, it's a beautiful day. We woke up today. If you're breathing, God has already blessed us. Amen? Amen. The computer. Uh, I just want to share with you that, you know, God, Jesus says in this, the word that he did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. What law is he talking about? It's not the Mosaic law, which is, was actually given by God to Moses. Okay, like stoning the adulteress. That was God's will, and it's called the Mosaic law. He gave Moses the law. We no longer live under those rules, thank God. With Jesus' new covenant, right? We forgive. He forgives us. Praise God, right? But the Ten Commandments is the, 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 the one that he's talking about, the law that he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Those, he says, if you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself, all of those Ten Commandments are fulfilled. Because if you love your neighbor, you're not going to steal from him, strike him, commit adultery with his wife. You love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and strength. You're only going to worship God and Jesus through the Holy Spirit and no one else, right? So I started off uh, laying a foundation today about how the Lord did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. And so to lay another foundation before we get into the word uh, or the message, I want to read uh, where the very first commandment that God gives Moses for the people, the Ten Commandments. And this is reading from Exodus chapter 20 and uh, verse 3 through 6. It says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is the, under the water and in the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. So another scripture says God tells us that that his name is jealousy. And brothers and sisters, if you've read the Old Testament, the Old Hebrew text, you will find that what angers God the most, the most, is worshiping anything other than him. And brothers and sisters, we don't want to anger God. Amen? Amen. You know, you know if you had a friend, and you wanted to be a closer friend, Right? You're going to get close to him by, by being his friend, right? And if something irritates him, something makes him upset or angry, you're not going to do those things, right? Because then it'll bring you apart. Amen? Amen. So the message today is I'm going to explain the parable of the ten virgins. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew Chapter 25, and we'll be reading 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins 
who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now the bridegroom, we all know, is Jesus, Yeshua. Yeshua is how you say Jesus in Hebrew. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, and behold, the bridegroom, which is Jesus, is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins who had trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should no, not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those in, who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. Brothers and sisters, we all want to be ready when Jesus comes. Amen. Amen. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Oh, we never want to hear those words. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. All right, brothers and sisters. So, to put this in perspective, first off, there are ten virgins. Virgins, as you know, he's going to take up his virgin church, right? To meet the groom, which is Jesus. And we have a wedding, marriage, and feast in heaven. We all want to be part of that. Now, there's five virgins that have the oil. The oil is the Holy Spirit. He says, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, you are not his, brothers and sisters. And the way we get the Holy Spirit is to repent. Acts 2.38 says, repent and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. All right? Now, repent is to change from your sinful ways, right? All right, now, virgins again are purity. So the five that don't have the oil is an illustration of people who go to church. They say they're Christians. And they are good Christians. Right? They're giving to the poor. They're giving clothes and food. Um, they're living righteous lives, brothers and sisters, but they don't have the oil. Mm. So when Jesus comes, he says, I don't know you. I haven't communed with you. I have not come inside you. Don't you go to church. All right? You see, brothers and sisters, I'll, I'll share this with you. When I was in Israel on that first trip last year, I went to a church called the, the Holy Church of the Sepulcher. And it's in the old town. And it's a big, beautiful church. And they have about five or six sections and different Christian religions, Christian religions, all right? They are in different sections. Now remember in Revelation, we talk about seven churches. Well, six of them are not right with God, and they don't get to go to heaven. 
But the church of Philadelphia, the genuine church, the church that's worshiping him correctly, they go to heaven. All right? So the tour guide says, we don't have enough time to hit all the sections. Where do you want to go? I said, well, not the Catholics, because I already know what they do. Let's go to the Greek Orthodox Church. So we went. And what I witnessed was three major statues, okay, um, and paintings of saints all around the walls and the ceiling. And there was a, like a table, like a coffee table, very, very low. And there was a line of people, mostly women, a line of people. And they were taking turns waiting in line to crawl underneath the table where there's a picture of Mary to kiss her. Not to kiss her, to kiss the picture of the person who was blessed to have our Jesus, who was God himself, part of God, coming incarnated and done by, by the Holy Spirit, right? There's no sex going on here, brothers and sisters. Mary's not having sex with God and having Jesus. Now you say, well, why do you say that, Brother Joe? Well, you know, like today or this week, I got my haircut. They opened up haircuts because, you know, we're in this pandemic. And so I, I met a, a, a young lady I'd never met before, and I was so pleased to find out she was a, a, a genuine Christian. She was attending uh, uh, a church called Calvary Chapel Church and uh, good church, Bible teaching church, right? That's what you want to look for, a Bible teaching church. And she shares with me that she was raised Catholic, but her, uh, her husband who she met uh, showed her in the Bible, scriptures, and opened her eyes that praying to Mary was wrong. But she shared with me that her heart wants to pray to Mary because Mary is the mother of all of us, she says. Of all of us. Brothers and sisters, Mary's not my mother. I hope you know that Mary's not your mother. Do you understand? Mary was blessed. You know, many are called, but few are chosen. What that means is many are called to receive Jesus, to believe Jesus is their Savior. The ones that are chosen, they receive the Holy Spirit. Their seed falls on good foundation ground, and they obey Jesus' two commandments. Love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. But the ones that fall into the thorns that get swallowed up by lust and riches, hmm, and then there's weeds in the church. There's a parable about that, all right? Tares. And that's what it is, the tares. You've got to be living 100% for Jesus to receive him in your heart through the Holy Spirit. Bible says we pray to Jesus. We pray, Jesus himself says, I do not say to pray to me, but pray to the Father in my name. This is why you always hear born-again Christians at the end of the prayer, in Jesus' name we pray this. You want your prayers heard, you have to say that, brothers and sisters. Yes. We don't say in Mary's name, and we definitely don't pray to Mary. Let me share this with you. One time, I got back from a mission trip in Africa, and I was invited, uh, a friend of a friend, to go to a house. Barely knew this man. Sit down, he says, where? I heard you went on a trip. I said, yeah. He says, where? I tell him. 
I hum he says, what did you do? I, I, as humbly as I could, told him very little, but I told him what I did, right? And he persecuted me, worse than I've ever been persecuted. Here I am sitting in a man I don't even know, in his own home, and he's persecuting me. But I took it. Jesus says, he's persecuted, you will be persecuted too. So, be prepared. But I didn't waver. It, you know, God says if that happens to you, to be joyful inside because you are a blessings on top of blessings for that. Alright? Hmm. So, don't worry. But I want to share with you is, there's another individual whom I barely know, met one other time, who's a, 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 he's a Jewish, but he's not a practicing Jew. He's not a practicing anything. He doesn't believe in anything. And he tells me, you know, and this is random, this is through the Lord. He says, you know what the Catholics do? They try to backdoor Jesus. I said, oh, yeah, they go in the back door to ask Mary to ask God for what they want. You see, Jesus is in the front door. And Scripture is clear. The only way to the Father is through Jesus, Yeshua. It's the only way. That's why he came and died for our sins. And we have the Holy Spirit that intercedes through us to the Father in Jesus' name. Right? It's like a parent. If you're a parent, I'm sure there's been times where the child goes to mom and then mom comes to you and you say, well, why didn't Jeffrey ask me? Right? Well, you know, mom's a little nicer. Mm. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Okay, Jesus does not like this. Let me share one more passage to make it clear so you understand. And then we're in Jeremiah chapter 7. We read 14 through 18. Therefore I will do to the house which is called by my name. Now, all Christian churches are called by what? Jesus' name. Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah. So Christian, right? Hmm. Okay, so they're called by his name, in which you trust, and to this place which I gave to you and your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh, and I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, the, the whole posterity of Ephraim. Therefore, do not pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or a prayer for them. Nor make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. That's a sad thing. You see, Moses interceded for the Israelites. When he came down and they were worshiping that cow, God tells Moses, I am going to destroy them all off the planet, all the Israelites. You know what Moses does? He intercedes for them. He prays to God the Father and says, Right, take my name out of that book you have. Wow. Would you do that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have to take my name out of the book of life for one person, much less all the Israelites. But that's why God chose Moses. What love. Amazing love. Wow. And God heeds to it. He still kills many of them. Many of them. And then has the Levites kill their brothers and cousins and sisters. To clean them up. But he doesn't destroy all of them. Okay? 
reading 17 and 18. Do you not see what they do in the city of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? What I just shared with you. The children gather wood, the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven. And they pour out drink offerings to other gods that they may provoke me to anger. You don't want to provoke God to anger, brothers and sisters. And that's what they're doing in the city of Jerusalem, in the old city of Jerusalem, in the churches called by God's name, the Christian church. They're getting on their knees to, to worship Mary, to kiss a picture. God is not happy. Now, last week, you, you, in the warning to the world, you heard me say that God is not happy with the Israelites because the ultra-Orthodox Jews will not allow the name Yeshua, Jesus, Yeshua, to be even spoken of in their home. And if they hear of their children even talking about Yeshua, they can be punished. So God's not happy. Right? Well, he's not happy about this Christian church doing what they're doing. Brothers and sisters, we don't want that. The only way to heaven is through Jesus. It's very clear. In 2 Timothy 4, 3-4, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. That's Christ's doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears. They will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables. What's a fable? Well, I looked it up. It's a false story. It's like someone saying, Mary came down from heaven and talked to two little children. It didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Acts 4, 12b, it says, There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other way, brothers and sisters. Philippians 2, 9, Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That means he's above everything created. Every angel, Mary, uh, Michael, Gabriel, his name, doesn't matter. His name is above all angels. His name is above all apostles. His name is above all the prophets and all the little people like you and me. And that includes Mary. You see, if Mary had not accepted Jesus as her Savior, she would not make it to heaven. Do you understand? One time Jesus, he's talking to the people and they say, your mother and brother are outside and they want to speak to you. They want to see you. And he says, who is my mother, my brother, my sister? He puts out his hand. He says, those who do the will of my father is my mother, my brother, and my sister. Do you understand? I was in a, a village church in Uganda once. Very small. Everyone in the church is born again Christian except for one, a Catholic. She prayed to Mary. I recited that one verse and God opened her eyes and she 
was saved from that point on. She said, from now on, I realize Mary is no different than me. Amen. So brothers and sisters, make sure that if you're preaching or teaching or going to a church, make sure that it is a genuine Christian church preaching Christ's doctrine and using the Word of God. And if you're not in one of those churches, fine. And if you are, praise God. Praise God. Now we'll finish with this. 1 Corinthians 3.11 For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And this is the Holy Spirit gave me these words to speak to you. Jesus Christ is the doctrine and foundation of the kingdom, which is the church. As God, man, and mediator. The foundation of the covenant of grace. And eternal salvation. Of faith, hope, peace, joy. His proper deity of His eternal Sonship, of His incarnation, Messiahship, His obedience, sufferings, death, and resurrection from the dead. Brothers and sisters, you and I are justified by His righteousness, pardoned by His blood, and anointed by His sacrifice. Praise God. Amen. All right. So if you're saved today, brothers and sisters, praise God. And if you're worshiping Him correctly, in the name of Jesus Yeshua, praise God. And if you're not, and you want to give your life today to Jesus, just bow your head now and repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before your throne. Please forgive me for my sins. And thank you for sending your Son to come in human form to die a painful death for my sins and to arise so I can live with you forever someday. And I promise to repent from my sinful ways by making proper changes in my life. And then please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Renew my mind completely. And renew my heart to a flesh, pure, circumcised heart. Please, Father, write my name in the book of life and seal me for the day of redemption. And we pray this in the precious name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. So if you said that prayer today, live up to that oath. Make proper changes in your life. The first thing is to get rid of evil company. They will cause you to sin. And then anything that the devil comes at you, stop doing it. Make changes. If HBO causes you sin, get rid of it. Computer, get rid of it. Going down a street where there's prostitutes, and if it causes you sin, don't go down that street, brothers and sisters. 
And when you've repented worthy of receiving the Holy Spirit, He will fill you with the Holy Spirit. He will cast out that evil spirit and fill you with the Holy Spirit. And He will renew your mind completely and renew your heart as a love, pure, circumcised heart. Jesus says, if you do not have a pure heart, you will not see God. That means you don't go to heaven, brothers and sisters. So keep up reading every day, praying up every day. Keep the love of Yeshua, Jesus, in your heart. We'll all be together with our Savior forever and ever and ever. So 